the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. You've been kind to offer your input today on what you see out of the midterms. We did not get the red wave we wanted. It looks like we're going to get the House controlled by Republicans. That should stop most of the spending from the Biden administration. It will give the House the chance to do oversight on things like Hunter Biden, Anthony Fauci, origins of COVID, Department of Justice. It would be better, of course, if the Republicans also had the Senate. Uh, At this point in time, I wouldn't give Republicans a chance of getting the Senate any more than maybe 30 percent, 40 percent. Ron Johnson in Wisconsin looks like he's going to hang on. Blake Masters is going to have to really benefit from the final votes coming in in Arizona. They're coming in from uh, Maricopa and Pima County. Those are cities. But here's the thing about Phoenix. It's a little bit different than most big cities. If you if you in Ohio, if this race today, if we were talking about J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan, oh, it's coming down to Cuyahoga County. It's coming down to Franklin County. Vance needs to make up room. Well, you know that's not going to happen, right? Thankfully, Vance won by about seven points, six and a half points. And we don't have to worry about that. But in Arizona, a lot of people who live in Arizona, a formerly red state, in the inner city parts of Phoenix, it's not as heavy minority as a lot of major U.S. cities. So there's a chance that those are old-line Arizona residents who've been Republican for a long time, and that it might put Kerry Lake over the top in the governor's race, and it might put Blake Masters over the top in the Senate race. If we get Kerry Lake, then in 2024 you can bet that the Arizona elections will be a lot more competent than they are right now. Because there's no reason why, 12 hours after the polls have closed, or more than 12 hours, that 800,000 ballots are still out and not counted. 844-TALK-989, our number. Brian, on the north side, weighing in on the Bruce Hooley Show. Hi, Brian. Hey, Bruce. Thanks for taking my call. I really, Donald Trump had really a pretty phenomenal record of uh, endorsing candidates that actually won. I think the reason there wasn't a red wave this year is because of Roe versus Wade. You know, uh, people didn't don't like the idea of losing a constitutional right. I don't think it's a constitutional right, but I think you know that I think that is the real elephant in the room. Who did Donald so, Trump? Let me ask you a question. Who did Donald Trump put over the top? that wouldn't have won without his endorsement? I can think of one. Oh, I'm sorry, I had some else go off. Um, well, all the, the people he ran with in 2016 uh, won. He, no, 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 uh, we're talking about I 2020, because a lot's, a lot's changed since 2016 in terms of Trump's profile nationally. He's been subjected to unfair targeting by Democrats for four years. They've marshaled the four, you know. But well, in 2020, not, in this election I'm cycle, wait, 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 let me finish. That's what I meant. Who wins that wouldn't have won in 2020? J.D. Vance is the one I can think of. Well, this is 2022. Yeah, 2022. So I, I'm talking before, before Roe versus Wade. 2020, 
the you know all the everybody did real well in the elections except really for Trump. How how we lost the house? Just we lost the house and the Senate. What are you talking about? We did pretty well. We lost the house and the Senate. Mm, I think we lost that in 2018. Well, we didn't win it back. So I mean, well, I mean that's really you know, but I think uh, the candidates that he's endorsed has really really done really well except for this election and i do think the roe versus wade was the big elephant in the room okay and so brian I think- let me let me find let me let me take your pulse on this are you a guy mm-hmm. that would not support any candidate on the republican side or be as passionate about any other candidate on the republican side as you would be about trump running in 2024 no, I, I'm just saying I don't think that's the real reason. You know, I've, if if DeSantis runs great, if Trump runs great, anybody but Biden and the Democrats. Yeah. I'll be personally, I am. Yeah. But I do think uh, that you're, you're sticking your head in the sand if you don't think that's an issue. Yeah, I, I, I will allow. Yeah, I, I will allow for that. I will allow for that. That Roe versus Wade played some role, but I think that um, I think it I, played a big role. Well, here's the thing. Thank you for the call. The voters say that what matters. Economy, inflation, crime, border. Economy, inflation, kind of one and the same. Crime and border. If they had said abortion, 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 abortion affects, and I know some people are deeply invested, and I'm not disputing your view on that. They're deeply invested in emotionally or whatever. But abortion, how many people are going to have an abortion or have their life touched by an abortion? It's a relatively small percentage. It's a relatively small percentage. And so I think that, Inflation, economy, crime, border touches more people. It just does. And so I have to believe what the voters say is most important to them. So how does Biden survive a 40% approval rating? Survives a 40% approval rating because the the Republicans didn't run the right candidates. Now, the right candidates could be they can't articulate their position or they're too tied to someone that awakens people to Trumpism and, and puts them on high alert for Trumpism. I mean, we both agree, Brian, and I think every conservative Republican agrees that the Democratic objection to Trump is unhinged and is not at all based in reality. But it exists, okay? So my argument with Trump is great presidency, take every one of his policies, take his lessons on how to engage the left, expose the left, defeat the left, borrow from the template he created, but his time has passed. I used the analogy the other day of a Super Bowl winning coach. The Philadelphia Eagles right now are the only undefeated team in the NFL. They won the Super Bowl five years ago, maybe, what, six years ago, maybe. Their head coach was Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson's not the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles anymore. He got fired. Why did he get fired? Is he a stupid idiot who forgot everything that he was able to do when he was the Eagles Super Bowl winning coach? No. The Eagles got to a point where the message got stale. They needed a different messenger. Messenger. And now they have it, and now they're back. And Doug Peterson's message, it's working in Jacksonville. It doesn't mean Trump's message is wrong. But Donald Trump is not the guy to articulate the message for the Republican Party going forward because he proved it at that rally in Vandalia the other night when he talked incessantly about the 2020 presidential election. If you run a candidate who doesn't talk about 2020 anymore, then you don't 
give the Democrats rise to talk about 2020 anymore and paint Republicans as, how many times have you heard, election denier, threat to democracy, and all that stuff. You and I know it's baseless garbage. But why give your opponent something to work with when just by ignoring it and talking about the future and talking about their record is a winning message for Republicans? Man, I don't know how you could watch Ron DeSantis in front of that adoring group of supporters last night and his beautiful wife, Casey, and their adorable children and not say, man, what an awesome representative of the Republican Party and conservatism that would be. Here's James Freeman, Wall Street Journal on Ron DeSantis. I think for some people, this is a shock, because if you've been reading certain publications, uh, some of them based in this city, you think that he's a very divisive, polarizing figure. Those numbers say the people of Florida view him as a unifying figure. Um, And I think it's it's partly that, and maybe this is an argument why he's maybe the better option than Trump for Republican voters, is he picks battles. He fights hard, but he is pretty strategic. And he managed managed to beat Disney. Yeah. He he managed to... uh, really beat the press when it came to COVID. And so I think it's a, he's a formidable guy. Yeah, he is a very formidable guy. He has a 64% approval rating in a state that four years ago he nosed out a victory in. Now his approval rating is 64%. I played Mark Penn, the Democratic strategist, earlier, saying that Ron DeSantis, if he beats Donald Trump, would be unbeatable by anybody on the Democratic side. Here's Mark Thiessen, who's a Republican strategist and a Washington Post columnist. If that happens, Donald Trump costs us the president, the Senate twice uh, in a row. And if you look at all the disasters that we've seen, the, the $1.9 trillion in spending, which unleashed all the inflation and everything we happened, if we had won Georgia two years ago, none of that would have happened. None of that spending, none of the inflation, none of this stuff would have happened. He's right. He is right. If we had been able to win in the aftermath of Trump losing the 2020 election, one seat in Georgia, we wouldn't be dealing with the things we're dealing with now. Blind loyalty to Donald Trump has long-term debilitating consequences. So Fox News has called the Wisconsin Senate race for Ron Johnson. Right now, Fox has... uh, 49 Republican senators, 48 Democratic senators. uh, Still out there, undetermined. Nevada with Adam Laxalt in the lead. Arizona with Mark Kelly in the lead. And then Georgia, Raphael Warnock, Herschel Walker. It's crazy. They were separated at times last night with about 90-some percent of the vote in by less than 1,000 votes. Uh, Now Warnock has a more substantial lead on Walker, but he did not get to or has not gotten to yet the 50% threshold that he needs to win the seat outright. They'll come back, do it again in four weeks. I think December the 9th. Um, The latest tweets that I have one hour ago, the Georgia Senate, this is from the New York Daily News, uh, the Georgia Senate race is headed for a runoff between Warnock and Herschel Walker. Um, as for who was in the lead, story does not say it. That's bad reporting. 
And so we'll see. I mean, I, I the amount of money that's going to be poured into this race, if control of the Senate hinges on it, is going to be absolutely positively crazy. I heard this morning Tim Ryan spent, how much do you think Tim Ryan spent in Ohio to try to get elected senator? $48 million. $48 million he spent to try to get elected in the state of Ohio. And that's without the Democratic National Committee giving him much support because they deemed the race unwinnable. They might have made a mistake there. Thankfully, they did. Uh, If they did, I'm very, very grateful that they did. Uh, That's a decision by Chuck Schumer. Now, in case you were wondering uh, what's going to happen now that the uh, red wave did not materialize, well, Chuck Schumer makes it pretty clear, and I'm pretty depressed to hear it. We want to protect a woman's right to choose. We want to protect the right to marry those who you love by passing the Marriage Equality Act. We want to fight out to protect our democracy by securing the right to vote. And so there you go. We're going to kill more babies. We're going to glorify the LGBTQ agenda. And we're going to do everything we can to take over and federalize elections. They're not, they're not shy about telling you what they're going to do. They are not shy about telling you what they are going to do. Now, early last night, they were talking on Fox about what's Joe Biden going to do if a red wave materializes? Is he going to come out? Is he going to admit defeat? Is he going to pivot? Now he doesn't have to worry about that. He really doesn't have to worry about that. Uh, here's Democratic strategist Mark Penn saying what the Biden reaction to the midterm results is going to be. I think either Joe Biden will be the nominee or between investigations and health, if he can't be the nominee, he'll turn the presidency over to Vice President Harris And you saw how well Hochul did in New York, right, once Harris would get a chance to be the president. It's a little bit of a fantasy, I'll admit. But if you play the scenarios out right now, I think you're seeing Joe Biden, if he can, is going to dig his heels in. And even though only 40 percent of the Democratic electorate is saying they want him to be the Democratic nominee, he is going to want to be the Democratic nominee. Yeah, he's going to want to be the Democratic nominee and he's going to have a reason to be the Democratic nominee because, look at if you're Joe Biden and and Donald Trump's running and Donald Trump's the nominee, how how's his argument not, well, I beat him once, why wouldn't I beat him again? And you know what? He will beat him again. Because you've got a president with 40% approval rating and everything he touches turns to absolute crap. And he did not take a bath in the midterms. Because Trump's specter hovers over everything. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> here's Mark Thiessen on, on why Republicans did not make the gains that we anticipated given Biden's terrible approval rating and the fact that voters say they care about economy, bad under Biden, border, open under Biden, and, um, assorted other failures of his administration. It's a uh, it's a, uh, candidate quality issue. So we nominated a bunch of people that the voters rejected in a lot of these Senate races. Uh, the, the, we have a situation, we have the worst inflation in 40 years, worst decline in real wages in four decades, worst crime wave since the 1990s, worst border crisis in American history, high, worst gas prices ever recorded, worst food prices since 1979, worst increase in shelter prices since 1984, worst labor shortage in American history, which is fueling inflation, and Joe Biden is the least popular president in the history of presidential polling, going back to Harry Truman, tied only with Trump occasionally. And voters looked at that. They looked at Joe Biden 
And then they looked at what the alternative the Republican Party was presenting them, and they said, no, thanks. Mm -hmm. And we need to do some introspection as to why that happened. And the answer to the question is in Florida. The answer to the question is, what worked last night? I think it can be replicated nationally if you pick the right person. I mean, the, the voters are sa looked at us and they said, we sent you a message in 2020. Did you not hear us? We don't want, they, they don't want, they, I, and I say this with great regret because I probably spilled more ink in the Washington Post than any human being defending Donald Trump during his presidency. Mm -hmm. I'm, not a, I'm not a never Trumper, but the election denial put people over the edge. Yeah. And, the, the, and at some point, the voters said, we don't, this is, we, we don't want the chaos. We, we, we want conservative, they loved, they, in 2020, voters didn't reject Trumpism. They rejected Trump. Hundred percent. I'm right there with him. I'm right there with him. As I tweeted today, I am still one hundred percent MAGA. Make America great again. I am not one hundred percent MATA. Make America Trump again. And if Trump cares more about the country than he cares about himself, he will realize that the worst thing he can do is continue to be center stage on the stage. And it's going to take people who were aligned with him to say that. Regarding Herschel Walker's chances in Georgia, you think it's going to help Herschel Walker beat Raphael Warnock in a, in a runoff if Donald Trump goes out there next week and talks about how he's going to run for president again and then he's going to go to Georgia and campaign for Herschel Walker? As Mark Thiessen said in an earlier clip, Trump lost the Senate for us in 2020, and, he, and he's well on his way to losing it for us again in 2022. It's going to take people like Mike Pompeo, Mike Pence, Ben Carson, Betsy DeVos, and even his former press secretary, Kayleigh McEnany, to say that Trump, as great as he was as a president, as great as his policies were, as great as his template was for how to take on the left and win and drive them crazy, he cannot be the candidate again in 2024. Here's Kaylee McEnany on Outnumbered with Harris Faulkner just a few moments ago. And that yeah. could go straight through the state of Georgia. On this point. Does that include Trump? I think he needs to put it on pause. Absolutely. Look, he'll, he'll make that decision. He'll make his own decision. But does he go to if Georgia? I'm advising any contender, DeSantis, Trump, whomever, no one announces 2024 until we get through December 6th. Do you see the former president, a need for him to go to Georgia? I, I think we've got to make strategic calculations. Um, Governor DeSantis, I think he should be welcome to the state, given what happened last night. Oh, you've, got to look, you've got to look at the realities on the ground. And Herschel Walker, we've got to win the Senate. That's it, guys. Got to win the Senate. All right. That needs to happen. People who were aligned with Trump need to say, don't announce, stay away from Georgia, sit this one out, let's get control of the Senate. And if Trump doesn't want to lose again in 2024 and take the rest of the Republicans down with him, he'll hear that message. It's hard to watch your parents struggle. As they get older, simple tasks become a lot more complex. You need someone you can actually trust and can provide the one-on-one -on -one attention your parents deserve in their home. This is Jacob from Grove City Visiting Angels. Join our trusted solution for keeping loved ones safe and comfortable as they age. Call or text CAREER to 80ANGEL and become an angel for someone. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.